Can God change your life in the next 30 minutes? I believe you're watching right now because God has something special for you. Join me for Jewish Voice and you'll discover how Bible prophecy is coming to pass before our very eyes and why you need to stand with Israel. You can play a role in God's end time plan. Find out how on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, where we help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and why you should stand with Israel. You know, today we're going to look at some extraordinary prophecies, not about the last days or the end of days, but messianic prophecy, prophecies written hundreds of years before Jesus was ever born that told us where he would be born, when, why, how he would be born, every detail that's then fulfilled in the New Testament. It's very exciting. And for my discussion today, I've invited Ezra Benjamin, our Global Outreach Director, to come back to the studio and to work with me on this very, very important topic. Ezra, I want to say again, it's so great to have you in the studio great because you're be usually, you, you spend so much of your time on the field, helping our Jewish people and their neighbors receive medical care, eye care, dental care, eye surgeries, water purifiers, children's program. God is using you to do so much. We have a great opportunity at Jewish Voice, don't Tremendous we? opportunity, unheard of in generations before to reach the people most scattered to the ends of the earth, Jewish people in need and their neighbors. And Ezra, you're seeing with your own eyes, Jewish people that have been preserved in their identity, yes. that recognize that they're Jews, come to receive Jesus as their Messiah. What's that like? It, it's an amazing experience. You know, Jonathan, uh, some of our audience who have Jewish friends, family, neighbors may have encountered that uh, something we're always taught in the North American Jewish experience, we may have been taught in our families growing up, you can't be Jewish and believe in Jesus. And so when you go to these scattered, isolated communities where no one's ever been told that, and you speak from the scriptures about Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, hearts are opened, blinders come off, people come to faith in numbers that we have never seen, I think, in North America, even in Europe. Yeah, but we're going to. We are going to. Amen. And you're going to reach your Jewish friend. You're going to reach your jo Jewish co-worker. You're going to reach your Jewish extended family member through your testimony yeah. and through your proclamation. Ezra, how do these people in Ethiopia... Sure. In Zimbabwe, I know you've been to Somaliland, or certainly the Somalia uh, border. Mm. Uh, you've been to the remote parts of India. How, how do you know that these people are Jewish? Yeah. Well, there's a couple factors, Jonathan. One is if somebody says they're Jewish in a, in a cultural context or a government situation or a, or a nation, a religious situation, where saying that is going to get them isolated and persecuted, my ears are open right away sure. because there's no real benefit to saying I'm a Jew if that means being beaten, being, you know, having your land stolen, having your children not be able to go to the local public schools. So when somebody's willing to take that step and say, I know I'm Jewish, I know we come from Israel, 
uh, our ears are open. And then we're looking at things like the oral history. We're looking at things like religious tradition. If a culture says, you know, we only marry within our community because we believe we're Jews and need to preserve that, that's really something to look at. Um, Thing, dietary laws, keeping the Shabbat, circumcising their male children. Uh, if they can trace their roots, you know, geographically, historically, back to the land of Israel. These are all things we look at. But they don't always do this knowing that it's part of Scripture, right? That their right. oral traditions, they're not necessarily saying, I don't eat pork. Right. Because the Bible says, they say that I, I don't eat it because our people didn't, of our course. forefathers didn't. And for many of the scattered Jewish groups we're interacting with, Jonathan, there's actually very little connection between the Bible, which they understand to be a book the missionaries brought in 200 years ago, the Christians brought in to their own understanding that we are the people of Israel and if we have to die for that we will and so part of our job and, and what an honor it is to be able to do this is to connect that and say this isn't the book of the Christians certainly not the book for the Christians only this is our book this is the words God gave to our people and here's how they relate uh, they're inextricable from our Jewish identity my generation was defined by what we don't believe I right. was taught growing up Jews don't believe in Jesus. Right. And so Jewish people uh, my age are more resistant. Mm. When they hear the gospel, the response is, I don't believe in him. Right. He's, not, he's not for me as a Jew. Right. You're not finding that right. in Ethiopia. You're not finding that in Zimbabwe, in um, Manipur, India, are sure. you? No, we're not. Our, the communities we're serving identify primarily by the positives, not the negatives. This is who we are. This is where we come from. This is what we're passing on to our children. This is who we marry. In the dietary laws, there's a little bit of the negative in, in, the, in the sense of the foods you stay away from, but primarily a positive identity and primarily a forward-looking one. This idea that though we've been scattered, actually we were in a remote part of the Horn of Africa a few weeks ago. I'm not going to say exactly where for security reasons, but serving a Jewish community there who lives in the midst of a Muslim community. And two sentences into the conversation, Jonathan, this man who's dressed as a Muslim says to me, you are my brother because we come from Israel and we will go home to Israel though we've been scattered. Amazing. And I'm, I, I mean, how do you Amazing. respond to that? Ezra, help people that are watching understand how this connects to them and to the scriptures. This is Bible sure. prophecy being fulfilled, isn't it? It is, it is. And you know, maybe uh, you're sitting at home saying, well, I'm not Jewish, but I have a Jewish friend or I have a Jewish coworker, or maybe even I'm married to a Jewish person who doesn't believe. You know, some of you are in that situation, but you've never really known how to broach the subject because there's this idea Jews don't believe in Jesus. Well, what we're gonna talk about today, Jonathan, and I'm so excited to dive into it, is the idea that not only can Jews believe in Jesus, but in fact, Jesus is the Jewish Messiah. He was a Jew, he is a Jew, and over 300 scriptures in the Old Testament specifically speak of Jesus, his coming, when he would be born, where, etc., and confirm through his life and his death and his resurrection, his Messiahship. Yeah, wonderful. You know, we, we, we talk a lot of in this program, and we have a lot of guests that talk about end time prophecy, yeah. last days prophecy. Right. This is the prophecy that uh, talks about a time immediately before the return of Jesus. When I say immediately, I don't know if it's 10 years or 50 years or 100 years. Sure. But it's the period of time that the Bible connects to the days before the return of Yeshua, of Jesus, mm -hmm. to the earth. Mm -hmm. And we spend a lot of time focused on that. Sure. What we don't spend a lot of time on, and I think we probably should spend more time on, are the very clear prophecies written hundreds of years before 
Yeshua, Jesus was ever born, that lay out in detail his identity. So not end times prophecies, but messianic prophecies, yes. if you will. The credentials of the Messiah, okay. prophecies that the ancient rabbis understood to be messianic, mm. and were waiting for that. Uh, and then that raises the question, why didn't they recognize Jesus when he came? And the answer is many did, in fact. Now, Jonathan, I know we're going to cut right to the quick here. Isaiah 53, that, that prime messianic prophecy. And there's so much to unpack there. But before we do that, I want you at home to know that Jonathan's written some resources on the messianic prophecies. How can we know that Jesus wasn't just the God of the Christians, that he was, in fact, the promised Jewish Messiah spoken of throughout the Old Testament? A rabbi looks at Jesus of Nazareth. Jonathan, what a fantastic book, chock full of prophetic insight. Well, I wrote this, Ezra. This was the first book I ever wrote. And I wrote it because I wanted to tell uh, my Jewish brothers and Christians my story and how uh, messianic prophecies confirmed this internal sense that Jesus was my Messiah. So mm. that's why I wrote the book. We've then done a study guide subsequently. We don't sell materials at Jewish Voice. We provide products. We create products and we offer materials to sow into your life yeah. as our way of saying thank you for sowing into this ministry and enabling us to reach Jewish people and their neighbors with medical care, dental care, eye care, water purifiers so they get clean water, but most importantly, the gospel. And I want to encourage you to become a monthly partner with Jewish Voice. If you love the Jewish people, if you believe Genesis 12 verses 1 through yeah. 3 is true, I'll bless those that bless my people. The greatest blessing that you can give a Jewish person is the gospel. And we've prepared a very, very special, I want to show this. I want to uh, actually hold this up. This is an Isaiah 53 parchment hmm. that actually has Isaiah 53, 5 in Hebrew. Yeah. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes, you are healed. Amen. We believe in healing. We want you to hang this on your wall and remind yourself that God heals, that God has already sent his son to bring you healing and health. We'll get you the study guide, we'll get you the book. Please become a monthly partner and on a monthly basis, you'll be helping us to bless Jewish people and their neighbors. The greatest blessing you can bring them is the gospel. Here's what to do. Is Jesus of Nazareth really the Messiah? Or was he just a man who deceived the masses by posing as a prophet of God? How can you really know the truth about this man who lived 2,000 years ago? In his highly acclaimed book, A Rabbi Looks at Jesus of Nazareth, Jonathan Burnus gives you a unique perspective on whether or not Jesus really was and is the Messiah that both Jews and Christians are looking for his unique Jewish view of scripture and his in-depth study of this subject will provide you a viewpoint of Jesus you may not have ever considered before. A Rabbi Looks at Jesus of Nazareth is available today for your one-time gift of $40 and is supplemented by the companion study guide. You'll be challenged by what you read, but you may be even more surprised by what you discover. Your gift today will provide water filters, medical supplies, and ongoing missions outreach delivering health care and hope to Jewish tribes in Africa in desperate need of assistance. 
for your generous gift today of $120. We'll include this beautifully framed replica of a page from the Isaiah scroll. This portion of Hebrew scripture will be a daily reminder in your home that with his stripes, we are healed. Jonathan is aware that this outreach to the Jewish tribes in Africa will be a long-term commitment. So he is asking you to join him as a monthly partner with Jewish Voice. In return for your support of just $30 each month, you'll receive all of the resources already mentioned. And Jonathan will personally sign a copy of his book just for you. Your gift will provide medical care for one person each month. Everything you can do makes a difference. So I'm asking you to be sacrificial and it's going to bless the Jewish people. You can bless the Jewish people and in return, the Bible says the Lord will bless you. Call the 800 number on the screen now and let the operator know what level of giving you wish to participate in. If you prefer, you can always choose to give online at jewishvoice.tv or you can also give by mailing your gift to the address on the screen. Remember, as a result of your giving today, you will be changing someone's life by providing them with the gift of clean water, medical care, and hope. Thank you in advance for your generous support and for making a difference in the world through your sacrifice. Now, let's rejoin Jonathan. Welcome back to Jewish Voice. Jonathan Bernis here with Ezra Benjamin. And Ezra, we're talking about Messianic prophecy, and in particular, on this program, which is the first in a series, we're looking at one specific prophecy right. now. I love this prophecy. It's awesome, Jonathan. Now, again, as we said, this is rarely taught on in the synagogues. It's avoided by rabbis. It's considered a dangerous prophecy, if you will. Why is it so dangerous? Well, not only is it not taught on, but it, it, it disappears from the prayer books, from the Hebrew prayer books, huh. unless you go back 100 years ago. Okay. And you can see excerpts from Isaiah 53. But since then, you'd be hard-pressed to find it in a siddur, in a prayer book, either for Shabbat or for the holidays. It's sidelined. And the reason is, is it so clearly points to Yeshua, to Jesus. Huh. Ju the, the, the Judaism has been a response for about 500, 600 years since the disputes of the Middle Ages between Judaism and Christianity to remove anything Christian from Jewish literature. Hmm. And I'm talking, when I say Christian, Ezra, I'm talking about messianic prophecies wow. that were clearly understood to be uh, of the, speaking about the Messiah according to the rabbis. Okay. The rabbis identified these as messianic prophecies, but with the continuation of of the gospel uh, going to Jewish people and Jewish people converting. Sure. We don't believe in that. We believe that they should find their Messiah and can retain their identity. Right. But as they were forced to convert to, to Christianity, Judaism systematically removed things like wow. Isaiah 53 that supported the claims of the missionaries. And yet, the Orthodox Jewish community worldwide, and really any, any uh, segment of the religious observant Jewish community, believes in what we can call the days of Messiah, right? Uh, we as a people believe that there's this messianic figure who is to come, who's gonna redeem the world and save Israel, and so how can you, yeah, how can you have Judaism without messianic prophecy? Yeah, well, Orthodox Jews that adhere to the authority of scripture. Right. As Jewish, as the Jewish community in the West, 
became more modernized and more secularized, they replaced the idea of a, of a literal messiah with the idea of a utopian messianic age that hmm. could be brought about through works, that could be brought about through social justice. Wow. And we bring that to pass. So it's, it's not... It's not a biblical concept, but it helps to understand why Jewish people sure. are so active in social, in social justice causes. Sure, I hope you at home are connecting some of the dots in what you see to be Judaism today and, and what Jonathan's teaching on here. It's really defined by the absence of anything Christian. Correct. It's a negative defining. What's amazing, though, is that in the scriptures, including the Hebrew versions and the Jewish publication society, right. you have these messianic prophecies. Now, they they do a little bit different translations with the Hebrew mm -hmm. to maybe throw off, like instead of saying pierced my hands and my feet, the Hebrew ka'ari, yeah. like a lion they're at my hands and my feet, is, is the choice uh, translation. But it literally means that the lion's biting through or clawing through. Hmm. So it's pierced, but they've gone back to the poetic sense of like a lion. Hmm. But the Hebrew's... But, but, but you can find these prophecies uh, in Jewish publication society translations. You can find wow. them in the Hebrew. They're Incredible. all there. Incredible, Jonathan. So Isaiah 53 is the most single remarkable messianic prophecy, the most revealing. And this is one of the servant songs of Isaiah. There's, uh, scholars have broken down uh, Isaiah specifically in the messianic portions of Isaiah into four songs, okay. which they call the songs of the servant. And the fourth one is Isaiah 53, but it starts earlier. It starts before the chapter division. Hmm. Listen to Isaiah 52, verse 13. Behold, my servant will prosper. He will be high and lifted up and greatly exalted. And then verse 14 just as many were appalled at you, his appearance was disfigured more than any man, hmm. his form than the sons of man. Ezra, do you see a contradiction there? Do, right. do you see how the, strange that is? The highly exalted one and yet disfigured, torn down, appalled. But it's a perfect picture of Yeshua. It's perfect. He is the servant of God that's highly exalted and lifted up. Right but he's rejected at the same time. You see hard that clearly, and it's hard to put together. And I think it was confusing to the rabbis, to the sages of old. Right. But it's so clear after you read the New Testament. Right. If it's a picture of Yeshua. Yeah, with the eyes of our faith being opened, it's, a, it's crystal clear and what it is. And not only being highly exalted and lifted up now by billions of Christians, but highly exalted and lifted up by the common people, the Amha Aretz, during his earthly ministry. Wow. But he was also hard to look at, and it's not just the, the crucifixion, it's what he represented, it's what he taught, and the conflict that was going on at that time between what was being taught in the temple and pharisaical Judaism hmm. and what he was teaching. He was bringing new meaning, he was bringing truth to, uh, to commandments that had been misunderstood, misapplied, and so on. Wow. So the person of Yeshua, of Jesus, even before the crucifixion, you're saying, his teachings, his miracles, his, the, the hard sayings, were a difficult thing for Israel yeah. to behold. Yeah, and then, of course, he's, he's disfigured sure. at his crucifixion. Wow. 
Wow. He's completely disfigured, and, and we have this picture in, in uh, Psalm 22 where all of his bones are out of joint. Hmm. And Jonathan, we haven't even gotten to Isaiah 53 yet. I mean, this is just still in 52. What else is there? Right. The, the, so, but it's part of this fourth uh, servant song of the Lamb. It then says, but he will sprinkle many nations, verse 15, kings will shut their mouths because of him. Wow. In other words, kings are exalting him. It's a, it's a Psalm 22 picture of embrace the sun lest you perish. Right. Speaking and to kings. Again, a dichotomy, right? The one who's, who's hard even to look at because he's so disfigured, and yet the leaders of the earth are going to have nothing to say in, in his face. Right, and then as we get into the 53rd chapter, verse 1, it says, to whom of the, has the arm, which is, which is messianic, of, the, of Adonai, or the Lord, been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground, but he had no form or majesty that we should look at him, no beauty that we should desire him, for he was despised and rejected of men and men of sorrows. That's the picture of Israel's rejection as a nation of Yeshua, of Jesus, and that's been the case for almost 2,000 years. Jonathan, there's so much there, and that Two, was just the first uh -huh. few verses of, of Isaiah 53, and as we said, there's over 300 Messianic promises. We've just scratched the surface, Ezra. You've written a book and provided a study guide on this topic, the hundreds of prophecies speaking of the Jewishness of Jesus, our Messiah. Our rabbi looks at Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah. Tell us about this well, book. Well, it's actually Jonathan. my, it's the first book I wrote. It's my story. Okay. I wanted to, to, to talk to my Jewish brethren and Christians that care about Jewish people and help them understand what was my background hmm. and how I came to believe and confirm that Jesus was the Messiah, my promised Messiah. And a good part of that is Isaiah 53, sure. is Messianic prophecy. And then after that, we added the study guide because this should be a serious study. Yeah. You may have a Jewish friend, coworker, neighbor that God has put into your life, and you want to know, how can I be a light to them? And the answer is, get these materials. We don't sell products. We create materials to bless you and to help you grow closer to God, to understand the Jewish roots of your faith, and to be an effective witness to people that God has put into your life, specifically Jewish people. And it's our way of saying thank you for sowing into us yeah. as we reach Jewish people and their neighbors with the gospel through medical care, dental care, eye care. I, I want to offer you something really special along with the book and study guide. We have this beautiful Isaiah 53.5 parchment and it's beautifully framed, and it simply says this, he was wounded for our transgressions, and by his stripes we are healed. Amen. I want you to be reminded that you're healed through his stripes, that he sent his son to die for you, not just for eternal life, but for abundant life, and in that abundant life is healing. So I want to get this right out to you as you stand with this ministry to reach the Jewish people, and please consider being a monthly partner. Here's how. Is Jesus of Nazareth really the Messiah? Or was he just a man who deceived the masses by posing as a prophet of God? How can you really know the truth about this man who lived 2,000 years ago? In his highly acclaimed book, A Rabbi Looks at Jesus of Nazareth, Jonathan Burness gives you a unique perspective on whether or not Jesus really was and is the Messiah that both Jews and Christians are looking for. 
his unique Jewish view of Scripture and his in-depth study of this subject will provide you a viewpoint of Jesus you may not have ever considered before. A Rabbi Looks at Jesus of Nazareth is available today for your one-time gift of $40 and is supplemented by the Companion Study Guide. You'll be challenged by what you read, but you may be even more surprised by what you discover. Your gift today will provide water filters, medical supplies, and ongoing missions outreach delivering health care and hope to Jewish tribes in Africa in desperate need of assistance. For your generous gift today of $120, we'll include this beautifully framed replica of a page from the Isaiah Scroll. This portion of Hebrew Scripture will be a daily reminder in your home that with His stripes, we are healed. Jonathan is aware that this outreach to the Jewish tribes in Africa will be a long-term commitment. So he is asking you to join him as a monthly partner with Jewish Voice. In return for your support of just $30 each month, you'll receive all of the resources already mentioned. And Jonathan will personally sign a copy of his book just for you. Your gift will provide medical care for one person each month. Everything you can do makes a difference. So I'm asking you to be sacrificial and it's going to bless the Jewish people. You can bless the Jewish people and in return, the Bible says the Lord will bless you. Call the 800 number on the screen now and let the operator know what level of giving you wish to participate in. If you prefer, you can always choose to give online at jewishvoice.tv or you can also give by mailing your gift to the address on the screen. Remember, as a result of your giving today, you will be changing someone's life by providing them with the gift of clean water, medical care, and hope. Thank you in advance for your generous support and for making a difference in the world through your sacrifice. Now, let's rejoin Jonathan. I want to encourage you, stand with this ministry and reach Jewish people and their neighbors. I'll get you a rabbi looks at Jesus of Nazareth the book, the study guide. I want to send you the Isaiah 53 parchment as a reminder that you are healed. And yeah. speaking of healing, let's agree together, Ezra, and just Amen. agree with us at home. In the name of Yeshua, in Jesus' name, we pray Isaiah 53 over you. Yep. He was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities, and by his wounds you are healed. Amen. By his wounds, your children are healed, your grandchildren are healed, your spouse is healed. Mm -hmm. We speak healing into your life and family. Yes, Lord. In the name of Yeshua, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you have a prayer need or if you'd like more information about our ministry, you can log on to our website. It's jewishvoice.tv. We're here for you. I want you to know God loves you, mm -hmm. and so do we. I want to thank Ezra for joining us today. And as I close the program, I want to remind you to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6 says, May you pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. So as you pray for the Jewish people this week, I pray prosperity over your life. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you.
Don't miss the Jewish Voice 2019 Israel Tour. You'll walk the ancient streets where Yeshua walked. You'll learn from Jonathan Burnus as he shares teachings at historic sites like the Old City of Jerusalem and other inspiring locations throughout Israel. You'll also enjoy your choice of four or five-star accommodations, make new friends, savor some of Israel's most delectable foods, and experience memorable adventures, such as being baptized in the River Jordan or renewing your wedding vows aboard a boat on the Sea of Galilee. Here's a special message from Jonathan. I want to personally invite you to join me and my family in Israel. It will change your life and you will never read the Bible the same again. For more information, call 800-299-9374 or go to jewishvoice.tv slash Israel. Again, 800-299-9374 or jewishvoice.tv slash Israel.